Good evening, church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Colin, the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ. This is Dan Spaeth. He's one of our elders. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to go to, over to our website at www.churchvictoria.com, and you can check out what we're all about there. You can also check us out at facebook.com slash vctchurch. If you're watching this on the Heart and Hands podcast, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and get the bell turned on so you get notified every time we upload a video. And if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share that really helps us out um, if this ministry has blessed you in any way or you'd like to partner with us in this ministry you can head over to www.churchofvictoria.com right at the top of the page there's a donate button it'll take you to paypal and you can donate uh, anything you'd like we really do appreciate anything you you send um, we're going to be in exodus chapter 9 we're going to continue going where uh continue the study we've been doing with uh, about moses and the exodus and all of these things uh, why don't you go ahead and pray brother we'll get started Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the opportunity we have to study again this, this evening. We pray your blessings upon us as we do that. We pray, Father, that you open our minds and open our hearts, that we might be uh, uh, receptive to the things that uh, that you have to say to us tonight uh, through the, through your word. Bless us, Father, as we navigate through it. And uh, and we, uh, we, we're striving, Father, to be the very best we can be. We want to know the truth. And we want to know what you have to say to us so that we can so that we can be, be the best we can be. We want you. You're proud of us. And we're asking for your help to do that. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, so we, we're in Exodus, and we're in Exodus 9, and we've been seeing all of these these plagues come down. As as you mentioned last episode, it's kind of like a 10-course uh, Bible correspondent, 10-course yep. ten, ten Bible correspondent course, yep. right? Mm -hmm. uh, Pharaoh is learning very quickly, and the Egyptians are learning very quickly about the real God. Yeah. Right? Um, it, you know, it's, it's very... Uh, uh, it must have been, yeah, I was thinking about it uh, yesterday. It must have been very, very uh, dynamic to live in that day and time as an Israelite and watch this stuff because much of it was was not perpetrated on them. It, they were isolated from it. You know, it was, they, they were, it, some of it was on all the land, some of it wasn't. And to, and to see, and at some point you have, you have, you're having to figure out, man, something really spectacular is happening here. Yeah. Something really overwhelming is happening here, yeah. you know, and and I just I, I, I thought it was neat to think about that, just to think what it must have been like. You know? Well, think of how, you know, think about, you know, our society today and how much how much faith we put in things like the government or mm -hmm. things like the auto industry. You know, we were just talking mm -hmm. today about the whole shift to electric with a lot of yeah. these companies and stuff. And I, of course, I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not necessarily for any environmental reasons. I just think it's cool tech. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a tech guy. I like that type of thing. Um, but, you know, how, how we put our faith in these institutions, right? The government, the state government, the, you know, the maybe the local school board, mm -hmm. you know. And this, in, in times past, that was a, a normal thing, you know. Well, I think it still is pretty much a normal thing. Well, people I, still, people, you know, I, I heard something the other day, you know, guys said, said, I was taught to believe the police. And he was going through a time when, when it, we thought in his family that the police had lied about something. And he, that's what he said. He said, I was taught, yeah, I grew up in that culture. Well, you, you, you lift them up. And that's what's supposed to be. Not always the case, but that's what's supposed to be. So people, uh, people elevate right. governments and, and people in power. All of these basic institutions that, that undergird our society, that bring stability to our society. But for me, I, I feel like we live in a time you know, if, if we're just talking about my perception, I feel like we live in a time when we're being, it's being demonstrated to us on a regular basis that these institutions are not worth our trust. 
mm-hmm. that they're not dependable. You know, I grew up, or I didn't grow up, excuse me. I worked, I worked in EMS for a long time. I worked alongside doctors. I worked alongside some awesome doctors. I saw some awesome doctors, some awesome nurses, but I also saw some ones that I wouldn't trust as far as I could throw. Mm-hmm. I also saw some that I wouldn't want working on my family. Mm-hmm. You know, they could be the last doctor alive and I'd, I'd, I'd flip a coin before I'd give them over to them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think for me, that started a lot of this process of, of kind of the realization that you really can't depend on, you can't necessarily depend. You can't just pick a doctor and say, oh, I can throw my and, life and on God, this doctor. There is, there is a point here that well, we're going to. And I think that's what we're seeing in Egypt. Okay. Their, enti- their entire fabric of their reality is coming undone. All of these, I mean, it sounds dramatic, but it's true. Think about it. All of these institutions that they have depended on, Pharaoh and the government, right? All of these plagues, we're going to talk about it as we go through it, but all of these plagues are representative of, of their gods. Yeah. God's not just like, haphazardly uh, coming, up, coming up with lightning something. Lightning bolt, you yeah. know? It's not, he's not, you know, bored. He's, he is demonstrating that all of this, this, these gods that they have depended on, all that that cover that every worship. aspect they that, they, that they worship that they trust in i mean for us in the 21st century sometimes it's hard for us to fathom this idea that you know think about it instead of going to the weatherman right we turn on the we turn on the tv we open up the internet and we look for the weatherman online or we on the tv right and the weatherman says well it's you know we got this much of a chance this much of a chance of rain or this and then that kind of informs the way you're going to dress and what you're going to do these people for them they would go to a priest or a priestess and the priest or priestess would say you know well this is what it's going to be or that 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 was their trusted institution right you know oh the gods told me that the weather is going to be like this it's going to be a good season it's going to be good crops things of that nature or you know if you're you're pregnant instead of going and seeing an an, an ob you go and you see this priestess or this priest and they're telling you about you of know some god of some god who's over over that right now we don't have that in our society what we have is the media and what we have is this mm-hmm. this rational naturalism we still pay, right? place the same kind of trust in those people Absolutely. like they did here right so for them these are their institutions that are being undermined just like you said and so it's it's slipping away you know what what must that be like i, I to, to some extent i feel a kindred to the egyptians because i feel like we live in a day where those institutions are being questioned and so when i when i think back on that what who and what should we put our trust in mm-hmm. not just as the church but as people should we put our trust our faith, our hope, should we put it on things like these trust, these institutions? I don't care if it's, if it's these gods or I don't care, whatever the institution is, should we put our trust in these things or should we put our trust in something else? Well, I think, I think ultimately our trust should be in God himself. Okay. Because God's the one that set the powers up. God's the one that puts everything in motion, sets it all in motion. Uh, but we get blinded sometimes and we get uh, complacent and we, uh, and we start uh, running with the group. And we start, uh, you know, depending on, you know, now if I see a police car going down the street, I'm going to trust that police car, that guy in that police car is uh, is competent, you know, legitimate. And he's going to, you know, if I need his help, he's going to come to my rescue. You know, right. that, that, you know, I have to have faith in that. I have to have trust in that, you know, that, that in an ordered society, there are things that we trust in. Okay, now, am I going to put my whole confidence in in a doctor? I mean, I'm going through a problem now, right now, with a with a broken broken up car. You know, you know. I mean, we've talked about. I I have no confidence right now. You know, in a in a couple of institutions, because of of the feedback and the the rhetoric I'm getting back. I have no confidence in them. You know, uh, so 
you know, I have no confidence in an insurance company a specific. I won't give a name, but I won't, I have no, not much confidence right now. Uh, you know, and, and that confidence has been, has been undermined because I'm smart enough that when I go look at the car and I say, you ain't going to fix that. That that's not fixable because I know cars. Right. And so when they say, oh, well, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and try to fix this car. What? It undermine well when something happens to your to your livelihood and flies start flying all over everywhere and you've got a god that's supposed to protect you from the flies or he is the fly god you know and God's just showed you that your fly god is you know you pay your your money every every month to, you pay, you buy insurance for your cars and for yeah. your house and all that you know you expect you have some expectations right right that well that that as, insurance company is going to take care of me no I have no expectation of that. I'm required by law to have those insurances. I understand. And I and I, I am of the mind, look, I'm I'm not trying to bash any insurance company in particular or anything like that, but I, I grew up in a time where trust and faith in these institutions, you're you're a moron if you put okay, any well, trust in well, let's say, them. Let's say that there are other people out there. Yes, there are, I'm sure there are other people there who expect be, they, yeah. they have an expectation that if they pay money to to X, Y, or Z insurance company that if right. something happens, yes. that X, Y, or Z is going to step up and say, oh man, we got your back. It's like saying, look, and again, I'm not trying to bash any any particular company or if you work in insurance, I'm, I'm not trying to bash in any way. What, I, what I'm talking about is I've grown up in a time where faith and trust in any institution is highly misplaced. Mm -hmm. You know, Look at look at all these fast food joints. Okay, I'm not going to point any one out specifically, but you drive it to any fast food joint, you go through their line, and they've got a sign on their window that says, "Your health and safety is our number one priority." <laughs> right? Yeah, I believe that. Yes, yes, yes. Please give me another helping of large fries, please. Yes. Did you? What did you fry these in again? Look, come on. It's it's nonsense. Your my health and safety is not. I'm sure you care about my health and safety to some degree. Well, because they don't want to give. They don't want to give you salmonella. They don't want to give you salmonella. Right. If I go out and die, I can't come back and buy your food. Right. So to some degree, you've got my health and they, safety they in concern. They but don't want to give your top priority. Right. There. All right. I have some trust that they're going to do the basic things required because they want to be able to sell me something. Right. But at the end of the day, their primary concern is selling me something. Well, these people had a had a had a. A primary trust. That's right. That these gods. Right. Because they've been told that. You see, the fly god showed up and kept the flies off your food so you didn't get sick. Well. And they, and they, you know, there was a bunch of snake oil salesmen, <laughs> I guess. You know, but but God comes along and says, let me show you about your gods. I'm going to flip this. And, and it's happening. And let's not, let's put it in a perspective here. It's happening to the most powerful nation on the planet yeah. at this time. Yes, it is. This is not some backwater. These people no, don't no, know anything. No. There's some, you know, no, 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 no. This is the most advanced, the most powerful country of the day. Well, but, and God is coming over to them and flipping their entire world upside down. And, and you think, we, we sit at the feet of the gods of whatever, insurance, government, protective services, whatever they are. We sit, many people sit at the feet of those places and, and they worship them as gods. Not literally, but you know right. what I mean. They they have their, their whole, their whole life is, is 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 wrapped up in yes. I, I am completely content. I'm completely you know I'm going to drive down the street. Everything's wonderful. When all around them is chaos, all around them is chaos. Well, these guys, everything is wonderful because we got all these gods that are protecting us, and everything is wonderful. Oh my gosh, we have, look at the utopia we live in. And then all of a sudden, this guy Moses comes along and brings along a god. And he starts undermining your utopia. Well, it's a utopia that's built 
on the murder of children yeah. and slavery. Yeah. Gosh, what does that sound like oh, today? Gosh. <laughs> we're not going to get into that again. <laughs> I mean, I'm just... I'm I understand just, what you're saying. You, you understand what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Judgment comes mm-hmm. for nations built on murder and enslavement. Judgment comes. Mm-hmm. And that's and our nation is built on those things. It's not solely built on those no. things. But for the past 70 years, I'd also like to point out, you know, there are some major Fortune 500 companies right now that are raking in billions of dollars every year on the back of slavery. That's that's real. That's going on right now. Mm-hmm. We see it. We see it. We see their spokesmen in the NBA and other things. And we there's only a few people who are calling this nonsense out. But yet Nike's profits aren't going on going down. No. You know the we the semblance between us and Egypt is very strong. Yeah. Because they're in this. This is the most powerful nation on the planet, and they're going through the same thing. All of their institutions, God's just flipping them up on their head. Why don't we look at look? Let's, you got yeah, let's some, get into it. Get yes, in, get into some of them. So in, in verse not in chapter nine, verse one, right? Then the Lord said to Moses, "Go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says: Let my people go, so that they may worship me." So the, the story hasn't changed. No, it's the God same wants the same thing. He wants every us. every lesson of this correspondence course starts out the same. It's the same. God says, "You're going to do what I'm telling you to do, mm-hmm. and if you're not going to do what I'm telling you to do, I'm going to." flip all this on your head yeah right and it's the yeah. same in our yeah. lives god wants us to come to him to mm-hmm. worship him to put our faith and trust in him not these other things mm-hmm. so go to let my people go so that they may worship me in verse two if you refuse to let them go and continue to hold them back the hand of the lord will bring a terrible plague on your livestock in the field on your horses donkeys camels and on your cattle sheep and goats but the lord will make a distinction between the livestock of israel and that of egypt so that no animal belonging to the israelites will die the Lord set a time and said, tomorrow, the Lord will do this in the land. And the next day, the Lord did it. All the livestock of the Egyptians died, but not one animal belonging to the Israelites died. Pharaoh investigated and found that not even one of the animals of the Israelites had died. Yet his heart was unyielding and he would not let the people go. So God is not picking this stuff at random, right? We have, we have said that he is upending all of their institutions, right? And so... That is the case. If we look at now understanding that the Egyptians were a pagan society, they had a lot of gods. Pharaoh himself was considered a god, okay? But so far of the plagues, we've had water to blood. There was a god of the Nile named uh, Happy, okay? H-A-P-I. So I don't know if that's Happy or Happy or, mm-hmm. or I'm not really sure how to pronounce that. But this god was considered... Um, uh, a major god of water of the Nile, and in fact, there was a guardian of the Nile named Kanun. Okay, and so both of these deities were o- were supposed to be over control of the Nile. Okay. And the first thing God and the Nile was considered the livelihood of Egypt. It was okay? their lifeblood. It was their lifeblood, right? Mm-hmm. It flows from Upper Egypt in the south. So, right, Lower Egypt is at the top. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at a world map in Africa, Lower Egypt is at the top. Upper Egypt's in the bottom, and it flows from Upper Egypt down into Lower Egypt, out, dumps into the Mediterranean. Hugely fertile area. The lifeblood of Egypt. These were major gods of Egypt, and God comes in and goes, "Oh, you think you can trust in them? You think you can trust in them to protect your Nile? Water to blood." And so strips the Egyptian of something that in their mind is a foundational underpinning underpinning foundational, society a, a foundational truth that these yeah. gods were using were were in control and keeping the nile in check and keeping you know making you know great crops and everything because of the nile and the, and there was gods that were responsible for that that's and right god just came in and undermined the, those gods power there's another goddess who was who who was over childbirth and, and things of that nature named heket 
who took the form of a frog. That's something that that she took the form of. And so when God starts having all of these frogs come out, right, what are they going to think? It's a mockery of Heket. Mm-hmm. Why can't Heket stop this? Yeah. What is going on? You know, God's just taking another part of their society and flipping it up on their head. And every single one of these plagues is directly pointed at one of these gods. Yeah. What do you think the 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 coffee cup rhetoric was of the oh, day? Oh man. What do you think what they what do you think the average Egyptian coming on knocking on doors and saying and, and getting the frogs out of the way and coming in to to you know visit with a neighbor? I think it's gaslighting. I think it doesn't take much. I don't think it just look around today. Look at all of these institutions falling on their face. And the rhetoric, what is the rhetoric based on? Well, people have conversations all the time. I mean, you you know, you can, you know, you have conversations over a meal and, you know, you, and what do you, you start talking about politics and you start talking about, you know, uh, in I think the environment. There, I think there are a couple of reactions, okay? I think from the people who want to maintain the institutions, I think it depended on, you know, just like us, it depends on what side of the fence you're on, right? Mm-hmm. If you're on this side of the fence, well, the police are wonderfully upstanding individuals and they're going to come save us. And if you're on the other side of the fence, they're horribly racist. Yeah. Well, what's the truth? The truth is there are good cops and there are bad cops. That's yeah. always been the truth. Yeah. The truth is if we strip all the money away from the cops, then yeah. and what was the truth here? Well, I think it's I think it's the same thing here. I think you have you have people who are gonna bury their head in the sand, mm-hmm. who don't want to look at it, don't want to deal with it, right? I've met plenty of people who say the two things that I don't talk about are politics and religion. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, Okay. I, I can understand. I don't want to talk about politics either. I really wish I could just turn it off. Mm-hmm. But because of the way I grew up, and, and I, I can't. And yeah. so I, str- yeah. I struggle in it. And sometimes yeah. I'm more successful than others. I told my wife, I didn't even, I said, I didn't even look at the news yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point is, I think there are those who are going to bury their head in the sand. They don't want to deal with any of this. Yeah. And my point is, as much as I'd like to be able to turn off politics completely, I need to know something about what's going on because it affects everyone. I mean, look at gas prices right now. I've heard plenty of people who, you know, depending on who they voted for are going, oh my gosh, why is it like this? And then other people are like, well, we told you it was going to be like, and I think it's the same thing during this time. You've got people who are trying not to pay attention, who are being forced to pay attention. I mean, how do you not? I want to personalize it because these are just normal people. Sure. Pharaoh is the one that's got, he's got all the power. Right. He's got all the power over Egypt and Israel That's at right. this point. And so, you know, he can he can say, okay, and God's undermining his power at every step. Every step. Every step. The whole, God. he's undermining the whole, so we. And, and I guess, sorry, make, make it personalized. God is still in control today. Absolutely. God is still going to, he's going to undermine everything that they do if they do it wrong. And because God's got a plan, he's going to unfold the plan. He always has been that way. You know, and God's still in control. He didn't. He didn't lose control, and we're looking around and said, "Oh my gosh, it's horrible." You know, God's still in control. You know, here he's in control. He's, he's attacking these gods. Yeah. He's attacked the frog god. He's attacked the Nile god, and now he's got gnats. Who? Who? Who's this? So that's guy? the the uh, Geb, the god of earth and dust. And then remember, remember, guys, where did the gnats come from? Came from he the dust. Hit yeah. the ground, and the dust popped, and gnats came from the ground. That's right. And so God is is making a mockery, right? The god of flies, uh, Kefri, was depicted as a fly. He was the god of I, I'll, uh, I'll stop. rebirth. Where where do you come up with a god that you depict as a fly? How, how did that happen? I mean, well, I that's, don't... Well, that's so that's pretty common. So what you know, I would say that that in modern times, right? We've especially in our culture, I would say we've turned ourselves into gods, okay. right? 
Um, it's whatever I want. It's however I want things to be. Right? We kill children in the womb because they they're uh, because women are more important than children. Right? And so that's kind of the and argument. they're an inconvenience and they're an inconvenience. Right? Well, and you know, look at and it's not like this argument where it's say abortion is safe, rare, and legal. Right? That was the the long standing argument from those who are pro choice. Um, it's not the, that case. It's not the way anymore. Now, you know, we've got people who are saying, well, I couldn't, I couldn't be on this TV show if I didn't have my abortion. Right. So my livelihood is dependent on me having, well, okay. So in ancient times, they used to sacrifice their children to these, to these gods so that they could have financial success. So in modern times, we've just cut out the, 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 the imagery. Right. And now it's, now we sacrifice these children so that they can have financial. I mean, it's the same thing. The only difference is we don't, we don't, put a statue there's not a statue involved right so i would argue that in our society we we have elevated ourselves to the position of divines whatever we want however we want it whenever we want it i'll buy that to a certain extent in other cultures they still have a lot like hinduism for example there's i don't even know how many gods there are there's i'm pretty sure there's over three thousand. but there's i mean it's a ridiculous number of gods and that makes up you know in india hinduism is the dominant religion and there's over one billion people there so this type of paganism still exists in the world today. It's just not in our country. It's yeah. not it's not big in our country. Uh, but yeah, I would certainly say that in our culture, we ourselves are. It's whatever you want, mm-hmm. whenever you want, however you Absolutely. want. Absolutely. Okay. And um, and what about the plague of livestock? Well, and so I, I'm sorry. I think I wandered a little bit. But your question was, why do we create these? Why are these gods created in these images? Yeah, and I, so, I, I don't know how that happened. I mean, I, I'm sure over a span of hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, it. Well, and so a lot of, you know, Israel, right, when they go to, when they, when they finally get freed from Egypt and they go to Mount Sinai, they'll turn a calf, a a cow into um, a god, right? They'll make a golden calf. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times what they did was they said, well, you know, the the calf, the cow, there's so much, there's sustenance here, right? Um, And there's, there's things to have, there's benefits to have. So there must be a god that oversees that. And that god is probably in the shape of a cow. And that's how they came to it. That's how they connected these. What was things. the name of that one? Um, oh, so for yeah, so for flies, it was Kefri. Kefri was the god of rebirth in the Egyptian pantheon, and um, he was depicted as a fly. Okay, so I'm not not really sure why they did I wonder that. Why did they get a fly for rebirth? I don't know. Because there's so many of them. Probably because they they were think, so... about, think about it from this perspective. If what happens if you hang meat up? The flies gonna get on it. Well, right, but, but the flies will get on it, and then what will hatch? What will they lay? Well, they lay eggs, and they, and 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 then right. They didn't understand that. They yeah. didn't. It's it. They. I don't know if I don't want to say they didn't understand it, but what they knew is if we hang meat up, a fly's gonna come, and then the fly will fly away, and then before we know it, maggots will come out of the meat, and flies will be well. The maggots will turn into flies, right? And that's that's how that. So works. they reproduce more of the same. So God of rebirth, right? I mean. Oh, I see. Okay, there yeah. you go. So yeah. that's that's probably how a lot of it happened, right? They just one connect. fly make a lot of maggots. Well, the explanation for all of these phenomenon, right? They're not phenomenon for us. We've had people who've investigated these things, but you know, goodness gracious, spontaneous regeneration, or um, was it spontaneous regeneration? Spontaneous generation, maybe I believe is the, the technical term for it. That was believed up into the 1800s. That from non-living matter, you have living matter, and the meat and the flies was a way that they. They talked about that. They had that scientist who did an experiment. He sealed up the meat, and then they waited for living things to come off of it, and they never did. And so he proved, he proved at least in that case, that that's not what's occurring. This so there can't be spontaneous generation. generation. It can't just happen by itself. There has right. to be some some 
thing that comes Something's in. Something's going on that, right. that creates that that the process right. to start. That's so that's that's the argument. Forget the name of the scientist who did that. I have to look it up. But the the point is that's it's very possible. I'm not an Egyptian. I don't I don't live back then. I'm not really sure yeah. why they yeah. chose the images they yeah. chose, but they did choose these images. And so what's so this? Well, this I is think all. I think it gives a it gives a different perspective. I, let, let me boil it down more simple. Okay. God's God is is he said we have a jealous God. Oh yeah. All right. And he comes along with Egypt and he said, You've got my people, they're my people, they're not your people, and you have enslaved my people, and you've indoctrinated them, and you have brainwashed them to think like you. Now, they that that I'm gonna deal with them later, but I'm gonna deal with you. and so I'm gonna show all of you, I'm gonna show all of you. Who really is God? That's right. So I'm going to take maybe best to the worst. I'm just going to take them and I'm, you know, and I'm going to attack them. I'm going to attack all these deities that you see are deities. I'm going to attack them that's right. one at a time. And that's what he does. And he takes, he takes the Nile. He takes the frogs. He takes the flies. He takes the gnats. Then he takes the, he takes the, the, the cattle and every one of them that he's attacking is some God that they worship sure. for some some protection over something yep. or some or some uh uh they're going to give them some resource right for for something you know and i mean the god of the nile is going to bless us with great abundance of crops not if the water's blood not if the water's blood you know you know the god of rebirth you know we pray to this god of rebirth so that we can have so that we can have healthy children and and multiple children Multiple young men for children to, to work in the fields. And, you know, and so, and here God comes along and says, huh, let me show you something. Well, and it gets even worse. Consider the fact that, especially with, you know, the one you just mentioned, Kefri, the God of rebirth with the flies, this is the first plague where there's this dividing line. So it all up until this point, these plagues have affected everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Now God is saying, oh, no, no, no. So, you know, I have complete control over this. The Israelites would be fine. Yeah. And he's made that dividing line. And so the same thing with the cattle. They're watching all their cattle die. They're watching all their livestock die. They've got a God for that. They've Hator uh, and Apis or bull is, is it, you know, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you be praying to this God? Let's say you're a farmer and you depend on, you know, my grandfather had a farm of 65 acres. It was nothing, nothing big, but 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 he, he had it where he could survive. We could survive off of it. You know, they had a great big, huge garden out in the front yard. And when it was no front yard, there was a garden in the front yard. It went all the way to the, to the street, out to the gravel road. And, and he raised about 15 or 20 head of cattle. And, uh, and you know, they, they milked the cows every every morning. Uh, they, uh, I, I remember, uh, you know, a little clothesline thing hanging and there was a, there was a bag and it was, it was cottage cheese or, or a cheese. And I, I, I would come from San Antonio and we were looking forward because we get churned butter and we churned butter. Now, you know, homemade butter, you ever ate homemade butter? Mm -hmm. It is nasty. It's nasty. And we, we, we didn't want to eat it. Well, I want to churn it, you know, and, and my grandfather w was part of a meat club and they went every, every Friday, they, you know, they went to, or once a month they went and they had 12 guys in the meat club and each one had to provide a calf a month, a calf for one month of the year. And so they would go and, and he'd bring home fresh meat in a bucket, in a bucket. And I'd sit, open the ice box on Saturday morning, there's a bucket in the, with meat in it. And they're going to cut this meat up, and and that's what's going to last them for the next month. So there's actual ice in the ice box too, right? Is that no? Is that, that was, no? We didn't have. I wasn't sure how old. No, this no, was, this was, But but I'm saying, you know, he he depended on these cattle. 
Right. And and I can picture my grandfather praying to this god, whatever. What is, what's this guy's name? What's the god livestock name? Uh, Hator and Apis. Okay, so he's probably praying to the god Hator, and he's probably sacrificing a chicken or something. And he's not going to replace a livestock. Gonna whatever. Right. Whatever. He's doing the things that they yeah. told him to yeah. do. That this is what you have to do to, to, to make the god happy with you, and we'll bless you. And now all of these things. And now all of a sudden, he walks outside, and all 13 head of his cattle are all dead. What the heck happened? Not just his cattle, his dog, like all livestock. Well, all my livestock. grandfather only had cattle. I'm, right. I'm talking about my grandfather walks out. He gets up oh, at yes, the crack yes. of dawn and he walks out and he's going to go feed his bull, his prize bull, going to feed him some ears of corn. And his bull's dead. Right. What does he think? What the heck happened to my God? Why, why, what happened? What, why didn't God show up? You know, why didn't Hator show up? And so you see pretty quickly there would be a social unrest. Oh, absolutely. There would be a social unrest. Absolutely. You have to be very powerful as a pharaoh keep that social unrest down this the, well i mean look at what's going on today in our country again mm -hmm. the parallels between yeah. what's going on in egypt and what's going on in our nation mm -hmm. are very similar you know i i wouldn't say it's as bad i would say in egypt in particular their entire society is quickly unraveling it's unraveling by the day it's, i mean it's unraveling I mean, by the by day. day it's, it's not it's not like that no. in the united states today no. but i would say that we've we've all experienced but to some you know degree. when you have when you have a guy you know in a car and he drives up on a parade and he plows into a parade. And I don't remember now how many at this count, how many, of course, by the time you guys watch this, that will be old. That'll be old news and be something new. But I think there's 60 or 70 people that are hurt or dead. Yeah. I think they're up to 40 right now. You know, yeah. that are, that are hurt and, and some little children, mm -hmm. you know, and this guy just, you know, I mean, it, it's a pretty chaotic world. You know, we, something we talked about, we had a study yesterday and, and we talked about maybe we may have talked about it in here, the chaos of the dark. Oh yeah, we talked about it in here and and in the study. You know, the, I mean, you know, darkness is chaotic. Light is not. Light is is a, is a is very calming. You know, yeah. contentment. I think is the word I used the other day. There's contentment in the light, not chaos. Well, that's why Christ came. Christ came so, so that we could have life and have it abundantly. Think about the chaos that's going on in this in this in this country. I know. Not in Israel, but in, in the Egyptian's life. And here you've got the God of livestock. Now you're going to have boils are going to happen. That's right. You know? And, and you know, I don't know if we, if we want to go on. I think we probably want to stop here because, because the next one's going to get into Pharaoh. What we wanted to, because we want to spend some time with this. Right. Right. Pharaoh's now, God's going to harden Pharaoh. Well, let's, let's talk about the plague of boils. So that's okay. what come, happens next. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, take handfuls of soot from a furnace and have Moses toss it into the air in the presence of Pharaoh, become fine dust over the whole land of Egypt, and festering boils will break out on people and animals throughout the land. So they took soot from a furnace and stood before Pharaoh. Moses tossed it in the air, and festering boils broke out on people and animals. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils that were on them and on all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had said to Moses. So God is God has very quickly turning their entire society upside down i mean i, I feel well, like do, we do you have, have a, a name for this god that it, it, what was the guy i here? do but i'm not i'm not 100 certain that's correct so i'm gonna i'm gonna look this up okay. to verify so, so i'm we, looking at my notes here and i'm going is that a god or is that i want i want to verify that so I, I was gonna, sure on gonna, the others we're but. gonna cut this off because because this leads into this this they throw the suit up and now god now god's hardened pharaoh well and so 
think about it. All of our society, and you're absolutely right. All of our society has been turned upside down. All of their society has been turned upside down. We have a very similar thing in our society where our world was just turned upside down with COVID. Yeah. You know, and, and the faith in our institutions for some people is being is being strongly undermined. Yeah. And so who do we put our trust in? Who should we put our trust in? Yeah. You know, there's there's a I, I talk proverb. To, I talk, Go ahead. I talked to a lady today. Now, when she watches this, because I know she watches, uh, she'll know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say her name, but... Uh, She's a lady that I know has started watching. I see her pretty regular, most every day. I see her, and uh, and she's lost her keys mm. to her car, mm -hmm. and and it can something that's that minute, that small, can sometimes undermine you where it starts to affect your whole life. She she can't drive her car. That's right. It's going to cost her four hundred dollars to to get a key replaced for her car. She's having yeah. to have her daughter drive her around for a long time. She couldn't come to church. She didn't come to, because she had any way. She have she have she had any way to get here. Right. Because she never, now she's got her car and she can't drive it because she lost her keys. And that's a small thing that affects one person. Look at the supply chain issues we're having. I know. You know, look at all of these issues that we're having, you know, and as a result of COVID well, or whatever. Th that supply chain, chain issue, if you go in the grocery store, you go anywhere, I go down to the, to the body shop. And if they decide, if the insurance, they decide they're going to fix that car, they can't get the part. It's a structural body part. They can't get it. Right. It's not, it, it's not, they can't get it. So who are we going to put our trust in? Are we right. going to put our trust in these institutions? Now understand that just because we put our trust in God doesn't mean everything's going to go the right way. How many of these plagues happened before God said, I'm going to distinguish between. Yeah. So sometimes when God is working, his people get caught up in yeah. it. Yeah. It's, his people true. get caught up in that's it. True. But what is our responsibility? Well, I think if you're in the stay world. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. You know, stay faithful. I think if you're in the world. You've got to seriously question putting your trust and faith in these man-made institutions, whether it's false religion or whether it's something from the government or, or whatever. No, it doesn't, that, that doesn't mean it turns, we turn into anarchists or anything. It no. Just, it's just that, that we're, we're not going to be dependent on outside sources. We're going to be dependent on God the one and let trusts, God dictate to us how yeah, we act. The one who trusts in man is a fool, but the one who walks wisely will be delivered. That's right. Put our trust and faith in God. Yeah. Allow, understand that he's working and he's moving and he's doing things. And sometimes we might and get caught up in Israel that. Israel is going to show us exactly the ups and downs of what we do. Yeah. They will. They will. We're going to see it very clearly. Yeah. Let's pray. Yeah. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity we've had to study this. It's a truly enlightening to see how, how you've worked and how you, you will work today the same way. That you, will, that you can turn the chaos of our world into a, into a place of contentment and peace in our lives. Father, thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for allowing many of us to be a part of that. And thank you, Father, for, for longing for all of us to be a part of that. Father, we pray for our audience. We pray, Father, for each and every one of them that they that they will they will experience the, the life-giving uh, uh, message that you have available to them, that you that they will see clearly that you are the one they should trust in not on all these other things. Bless us, Father. Help us as we go through this, that we might say those things that will help them to find that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.